Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jake Ballbrock, Tony Caster, alongside you. Glad to be here with you. Uh, Tommy, we're talking Chiefs, Jags. We're looking ahead, previewing things a little bit here. I think offensively, the question becomes about Travis Kelsey, of course, and can the receivers bounce back from, you know, what we saw in week one? That's That's a clear question I think for the season but I I think to me like the bigger thing that I want to see because I just now like my expectations for the offense have shifted just a little bit because we don't know what's happening with Kelsey and we know that you know these receivers have clear work to do I'm more at peace with saying the offense is going to take a little time and be good it's the defense that I want to see with a test like like this like is this defense, which really, you know, stood out last week, and now we'll get Chris Jones back, who we I think he'll play this weekend. We'll find that out probably today. Is this defense good enough to be, like, top half, top third of the league good? Because that does change things a little bit and take some of the pressure off the offense. That's what I want to see this weekend. They're going to get tested. I mean, I you know, just watching red zone and flipping around a little bit last week, you see a lot of the Jags. Calvin Ridley looks like a problem right now for opposing defenses. They've got two. You mentioned Etienne. They also drafted Tank Bigsby. So they've got two running backs now to contend with. Christian Kirk, who didn't do much in the last game, is still there, who was fantastic last year. They, they've got Evan Ingram there, who has been really good since he's been there. Like, they are loaded offensively. And while I think that the Lions offense is good and respectable for what it does also— it was far more hobbled and, you know, like they don't have all their firepower right now. The Jags do. And it is, we're going to see that defense of Kansas City tested big time this weekend. And I really want to see how they hold up to that. Because I think that, Tommy, will be the big thing. Like, as we look big picture at the Chiefs and we think about how good they might be, that's going to be the thing that really makes the difference. I don't care what the offense does this week. I don't care what they did last week. You know, as this season goes on, the Chiefs are going to score a ton of points. Like, I'm not overly concerned about that. I don't know how it's going to happen yet, but in whatever way it needs to happen, it eventually will happen. And it could happen this week. Who knows? But the defense is the thing to me that 
becomes this bigger storyline early in the season because if it is that good, Tommy, I, I do think that will surprise us. I mean, Spags' defenses have been decent, but they're usually decent by the end of the year. Coming out of the gates hot is, is sort of a different thing here. Yeah, if they back up their performance last week with another solid performance this week and you presumably add back in Chris Jones, then we might be looking at a really solid defensive unit across the NFL in Kansas City. Now, the difference is going to be, and you mentioned this, the Detroit offense versus the Jacksonville offense. So the Detroit offense, you've got Jared Goff, uh, and, and I, you know Jared Goff has had kind of a resurgence in Detroit for sure. Um, you know, you've got a, a rookie running back in Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. I think they will be a solid running football team. I don't think they're quite there yet. And, you know, right out of the gate, you saw promise from Jameer Gibbs, but really David Montgomery carried the load running the football for the Lions. And then really it's Amon Ross St. Brown. Like that's basically it. I mean, they've got, you know, Josh Reynolds, but really it's Amon Ross St. Brown. There are so many more weapons that Jacksonville has, and you've got a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence that I think is head and shoulders above Jared Goff right now. So you've got Trevor Lawrence throwing the football to a Calvin Ridley who not only is a problem, but he's a motivated problem, right? Like didn't play at all last year. I think wants to make up for lost time. He looked incredible against the Colts last week. So you've got him and then the other weapons, the other uh, wide receivers and Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, plus the running backs you mentioned, the Kansas city defense, they're going to have their hands full this weekend, but you know, they put out a really good effort last week. If they can duplicate that with the addition of Chris Jones back there in the middle, man, we might be looking at, you know, a really, really great defensive unit. So that's the, I'm with you. That's the matchup that I want to look at the closest this weekend is the Jacksonville offense with their weapons taking on what could be a pretty solid defense for Kansas City. I'll tell you that I actually I actually do like the matchup for Kansas City. It's why I, I went ahead and, you know, jumped on them early in the week this week because I wasn't sure. Like, look, the line right now is three. If Travis Kelsey gets a clean bill of health and is, like, good to go and Chris Jones plays, that line's going to move off of three. It'll go up. I, I actually I actually like this matchup for the Chiefs, and I like the Chiefs in this game because – I think regardless of what, you know, if, if the if the linebackers can keep it up, right, and if the pass rush and Karloftis plus Jones and we'll see about Felix Anudike Uzama and all those things, I think, you know, by the end of the year, this could be a really solid pass rush too. But the strength of the Chiefs right now is their secondary. And so that, that helps, right, when you look at what the Jaguars are going to do. That helps certainly. So I, I think it's an advantageous matchup. I just think this is a really good opportunity as much as anything for the Chiefs. But make no mistake about it, this is a tremendous opportunity for Jacksonville too, Tommy. Like this is a, this is the game of the week to me um, because I, I think both of these teams really are looking to prove something. Like if you look at the rest of the slate and everything, I think this is the headline game this week. Because you've got the old guard, the Kansas City Chiefs, who, you know, got a little blood on their lip, right? What, you know, what, what, don't make me taste my own blood. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to respond to last week? We know how, you know, Patrick Mahomes will respond, and so, but we don't know how Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore and some of these younger, we don't know how they're going to respond. We haven't seen it before. So 
there there is that unknown and and the Chiefs must feel this to some degree it helps that you know the other top end AFC teams lost too but when you're the top dog and somebody comes at you like that you're going to feel that and you're definitely going to feel it when it's the Jags and what they did last year and what they appear to have done in the offseason to move them forward and if you're Jacksonville they, like it doesn't get any bigger of an opportunity. You get the Chiefs at home. I I, I really think this is a this is a chance for Jacksonville. And you don't want to you don't want to get too hyperbolic when you're when you're trying to evaluate the NFL because it's the NFL and we've learned our lesson on that time and time again. But but there there to me, Tommy seems to be a very real possibility that when we're in late November and December. We've got a situation where the Chiefs and Jags are right there, both contending for one of those top spots, or even if it's contending for home games or whatever, this tiebreaker could come into effect, right? Like, don't you see a scenario where both of these teams could win 13 games this year, right? Like, there there, there could absolutely be a factor where the outcome of this game directly impacts, and I don't just mean, you know, that's an obvious statement, but I mean like tiebreaker or Maybe they're separated by a game. Like it could be that razor thin to where we're looking back at this one is like, oh, that was a missed opportunity for one of these two teams. Well, and that's what makes the stakes for this particular game bigger than, you know, the Chiefs going 0 and 1 against the Lions because you're Absolutely. playing out of conference. Now you're playing in conference where, you know, seating and standings are going to matter uh, come late in the year. I don't think it's hyperbole, honestly. And maybe you do, but I don't think it's well, hyperbole. Well, I just mean, to say, it's not that it's hyperbole, it's that. In the NFL, when we want to say that, you know, something catastrophic will happen to a team or whatever, and it doesn't end up because this league is so weak to weak, but it's as big as it could be in week two. Yeah, and, and I don't think it also is hyperbole to say that this is a must win for Kansas City because it is a, a conference game. You cannot fall to 0-2 to start the season in that division and as you're going to be battling for seeding. I mean, you think can. about the think about the stakes of you know the the Chiefs I mean we know this because we we followed it for so long the AFC championship runs through Kansas City right you go 0 and 2 to start the season it makes it that much more difficult to get to that point and have a home AFC championship game and I know that that's way down the line and I know that there are a lot of other things that need to happen before then but man when you're competing not only in your division but competing against the Bills and the Bengals and of course the Jaguars now and these other teams in the conference man you cannot afford to fall to 0 and 2 to start the season against a Jags team that could move to 2 and 0 and then all of a sudden they're looking at you know really really early on in the year the number 1 seed i mean of course anything can happen as we move forward in the season but i don't think if you're Kansas City you can afford to go to 0 and 2 well look i the chiefs lost two games in the first 5 i think it was last year uh in but they didn't start 0 and 2 what's that they didn't. No, I know, but, but, but so so hang with me. In 2021, didn't they lose? Yeah, they lost to the Ravens and then the Bills. So they lost two of their first five in 2021, and then they lost to the Titans. Remember, and everybody was panicking. And look, they the thing about the Chiefs is, and this is what I mean. I I yes, I think the Chiefs can go zero and two because I think they're good enough to win their next 15 games if they do. I I don't think there's not like like I'd be far more concerned right now if I was a Bills fan than if I was a Chiefs fan. The Bills just lost to 
to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers and the Bills are totally healthy and should be ready to roll, right? The Chiefs in week one were missing two of their three best players. And in week two may not have either of those guys at full strength either. Like if they were to lose in Jacksonville again, like that's not going to be the thing for me where next week I'm like, look, I, it's panic time for the Chiefs because I don't think it is. I think they can still win 15 games in a row. and with there, But there aren't very many teams like that. I just think they've shown us that, right? Every time we're ready to to overreact just a little bit to them, they correct things and, and sort of make their way back to their own law of averages, which is to win like 14-plus games or 13-plus games or whatever it is. And so, yeah, if they started 0-2 – it wouldn't be great, but, you know, the Chargers also lost last week, and we're not really scared of the Broncos or I mean, the Raiders to win the division, so you'd true, be, what, maybe at most a game behind the Chargers? True, but if you go 0-2, the margin to then go and win 14-plus games is to get the razor one thin. Seed, yes. It's yeah. razor thin at that point. And, and, of course, we've seen Kansas City do well in the playoffs, regardless if they're the number one seed. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm just talking about trying to have that path to a home AFC championship game again at the end of the season. It makes it that much yeah. more difficult if you start the season 0-2. And, and by the way, 0-2 uh, against you know an opponent in the Lions that I know people are high on, but that should have been a win. Jacksonville, they're on the rise for sure. But then after that, I mean, you've got the Bears at home. That should be a win. The Jets on the road without Aaron Rodgers, that should be a win. The Vikings on the road, I don't know. I mean, we'll, you know, see what happens there with the Vikings and then the Broncos at home. And then at that point, the schedule gets really difficult. I mean, that's been the narrative for a long time is how easy, quote unquote, the first six games have been, uh, you know, comparatively to the, the last part of the season. So you've got to take advantage of that, you know, when it's there. And that's why I say, I mean, as close to a must win as I think it, it can be this weekend in Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't think don't don't get I don't think there's a must win in the NFL in week two. But this is by far the most important game of the week, most impactful game of the week. And and the thing is too, like in the other reason it, it we won't need to overreact to anything is yeah, if Jacksonville wins, you're still then like Jacksonville still has something to prove too. Like they still have to be able to make it through a whole season and try to go get fourteen wins also. Yeah. We don't know if they can do that. We know that the Chiefs can do it. So I, I think and, and it brings me back to what I started to think about yesterday, probably, as I really started to think about this game. This this is a massive game for Jacksonville. It feels big for the Chiefs, but again, the Chiefs aren't at full strength right now. They're not at full strength literally, right? With Kelsey and Jones uh maybe playing, we don't know yet. They're also not, you know, like philosophically at full strength because we know now that, you know, there's work to be done with this group of receivers over the course of this season. The Jags are at full strength. The Jags are the, you know, the up-and-comer. They could prove so much here. The game is at home for them. This, to me, feels like just an enormous game for Jacksonville. And here's the interesting thing. It felt that way last week for the Lions, too. So, like, you've got a very similar situation to what we saw with the Lions last week and that the Lions are coming into Arrowhead. They get the stage. They're trying to prove everybody. 
to prove to everybody that the end of last season was no fluke and they're for real. And they, and guess what? They kind of did Tommy. Like that's what they did. And, yeah. and so everyone's like, okay, lions, like, all right. The, the Jags have the exact same sort of opportunity, but it's amplified a little bit because as much as we think the lions, maybe they could win the division or the lions aren't going to be like the one seed in the NFC. I don't think anybody's saying that maybe they will be, who knows? But I think the Jags are, are, you know, the expectation for them is just a little bit higher. And, you know, they, they're on, you know, a, a short, you know, they're on the cheaper end of Trevor Lawrence's deal. There, there is a sense of urgency, I think, for Jacksonville to take advantage of this now because you've got the ability to sort of load up this a talent. fairly easy division, by the way, also Absolutely. that you're playing in. And you have a chance to go beat the champs. Now, yeah. I'm sure Jacksonville would have preferred if Kansas City didn't struggle at all in week one and because you know they're mad and all those things. I yeah. wouldn't like that because I don't like a motivated Patrick Mahomes, but like he's got that Tom Brady factor, right? It's like, ah, oh, great. Thanks a lot, Lions. We 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 pissed off Patrick Mahomes here. Uh but you know, that Patrick Mahomes can't catch his own passes. Look, if I, I'm I do though again back to I, I like this matchup for the Chiefs if Kelsey if Kelsey can go, and probably Kelsey and Chris Jones. Look, Chris Jones should go. I don't I, I don't know why they wouldn't play and, Chris Jones, yeah, but Kelsey's that, the big question. But I like it. I like the matchup for Kansas City. And my big question really is more Chris Jones than it is Travis Kelsey. We know Travis Kelsey is even remotely healthy. He's going to go, and he's going to make an impact. I wonder with Chris Jones. I mean, I, I think back to when was it, about a week ago, that he did that charity event while the whole that was still going on. And I think somebody asked him, like, if you signed a deal – you know, when could you play? And he's like, I can go suit up and play, you know, tomorrow. So now that that holdout is done and there's that one year deal that's inked and all of that, and he's active and it looks like he's going to be ready to go, at least physically. I wonder how willing Steve Spagnolo is going to be in working him in. Like, is it something where he's such a great talent that you just put him in right away? 100% like full go. Or do you work him back in? I mean, remember, he hasn't, he didn't, he wasn't at OTAs, wasn't at training camp, wasn't in preseason, wasn't in week one. So, at, at what kind of hesitation, if any, will there be from the defensive coaches in working Chris Jones in, or will he be full steam ahead? That's really what I'm really interested in looking at for Sunday. I think they can find that out at practice. So, like, schematically, I don't think you have anything to worry about, right? Like, he, he doesn't need to learn the system. He doesn't need right. to do any of that. He'll be fine. It's really is his conditioning where it needs to be. Chris Jones says it is. I think he's probably right, and I think that they can probably find that out pretty quick the first day he comes back to practice. All right, you say you're right. We'll start running. Like, here we go. Let's see. I, I The responsible thing is probably to ease it back, but, you know, you got to have a conversation with Chris Jones, too. If Chris Jones says he can go and, you know, you're you're pretty aware that, like, all the risk is on Chris Jones's plate, I think you can have an honest conversation. He just signed all this incentive stuff. Like, Chris, you think you're ready? Like, he's going to be motivated to get out there quickly, but he also needs to be careful and, you know, not tweak anything or do anything like that. And I don't doubt that he's been working his tail off. Like, he's not a... Uh, He's not of the physical stature of like Warren Sapp at that position. Like he's a he looks like a you know a pro wrestler out there. He's a monster. He's not. I don't want to use the term fat because that's not very nice. But you know, there's some guys that play that position that that's a part of their game. He's not that, so I think he'll be fine. Uh, I, I just I, I think he'll be motivated to go. And and honestly, the, after seeing the deal that he signed, 
whatever like emotional impact for the coaches that this clearly had, right? It 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 very to me it very obviously did. I think they're going to be sympathetic now because Chris Jones just got hosed. And like you don't like nobody likes to see that. Like even if we all saw it coming and we've been right about it for a long time and everything else like it still kind of sucks for him. And I think his coaches will have some sympathy to that. And I'm sure that Chris Jones, I, I would love to be a fly on the room of like the conversation between Andy Reid and Chris Jones. Like, man, we're all kind of sorry that that happened that way. That was no fun for anybody. Let's get out there. Remember the good old days and let's go win some football games. So I think as long as his conditioning is up, he'll be fine to play full go, but they'll, they'll be able to find that out in practice. I mean, I, I think that they will. I think they can do tests and things like that and be like, yeah, he's good to go or he's not. Let's ease him in. Either way, he's going to have an impact on the game. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, 869-1240. Chiefs fans, chime in. What do you think about the matchup this weekend? Call us on the IHOP hotline brought to you by IHOP where guests can enjoy four new sweet and savory biscuit options. We've got some movie tickets here, a special screening of the animated feature Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie. Uh, you can get a sneak peek Thursday, September 28th, 7 o'clock, Boulevard Theater in Town West. Take the family. Uh, keep them up late that night. You can get a pair of tickets on us here at Sports Daily and KFH. Send caller, IHOP Hotline 869-1240. Jad will get us a winner. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, coming at the top of the next hour. Sports Daily rolls ahead just after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.